Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Collateral Damage. This is your boy Sebastian, um, one-thirds of the Nerds Around, and also to Kyver from the campaign. Um, so really, I just want to thank you guys for who've um, gotten this far listening to the campaign of um, the Medusa's Cascade. Really appreciate you guys listening in. Um, again, this has been an awesome journey, and um, yeah, I get to do the recap this week. Um so pretty much please sit down and enjoy today's episode and let's get into the recap and uh you know what let's 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 do it as kyver so the opening for last week's episode last week's episode opened with shanks um you know he walks into his room a shadow figure sits in the corner shanks makes it halfway to the figure and figure tells shanks he's on time Shanks meets this dude whose name is Mr. Bell. And Mr. Bell um, sends Shanks on a mission that can potentially affect him. That's why he told him, at least. I mean, I wasn't there. Mr. Bell reveals to Shanks how the constable is releasing these machines to destroy the many planes of existence. And you believe that shit? It's like, it's the constable. Ugh. Um... But, you know, they have a whole back and forth and a whole thing. Like I said, I wasn't there at the conversation, but I just thought I would cover the cool points, you know, because you had to be there to listen to the episode. Um, As we're all waking up, you know, we, we, we've just went through this whole battle with Strahd. Sirius um, notices new runes in his ring. Argyle wakes up to a weird child in his room. Argyle, weird boy. Um, but the weird child gives him something, um, which is called the Delight of Erlan. But like Argyle says, you know, these damn deities want to mess with us, these Celestials. Um, I had to go meet with the journeymen, um, and things are revealed. And I mean, I learned that my memories of may have been altered. Um, things may not have been um, what it seems. It seems that it was Alma, the woman that I thought I loved. Um, I just got to find out more. But that it wasn't bandits that, that, that raided my village or, 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 and killed my parents. It was just that Alma took me from my village. And my parents are still alive. And the journeyman says that the proof of that is that my parents provided that proof. It's a lot. It's heavy for me. Zax heads to a bad house in the tavern. Like, this place is freaking huge. You guys gotta come. It's a huge place. And he's hangover by realizing the mission um, in Barovia is over. Um... Zex and I also confirmed that he also has a connection with Alma too. It's really weird that she would also be involved in his past. And and, and Zex reveals one of his memories. He was about to be sacrificed at this um, altar and that his name is Quill. Makes me feel closer to Zex and it's just, it's just, these things are just crazy. Um, but in this episode too, he describes his memories and everything. And Zex reveals a single horned deer woman, which also, um, Throws a little bit of remembrance of, uh, you know, it, it sets up something that's serious. And Zach says he spent some time in his fair wild. And then Sirius reveals that, you know, he had the dream about the same woman. Now Galahad goes and checks to see if we arrived in Argenvalds. Because, you know, that's the place with the Revenants. If you don't remember that, go back a few episodes. Um, great speech. Great speech by, by, by Galahad, as always. I also made the suggestion to Zach that, you know, he may be at the possible center of things, um, but this is just, you know, speculation at the time. Ah, it's just speculation. Kyver trying to be, uh, unnosy and all that. 
So uh, we we head out. Zach's goes to do his thing, sensing dangers on his way, because you know we're leaving the tavern to go return some dragon skull to put the revenants to um, you know, Ras. This is Galahad's mission, otherwise he's gonna have some revenant chasing him. And then Zax, with the courtesy of Duel, notices a giant skull heading towards us. We find a resting place for the dragon skull at Arkin's vault, and you know we put the revenants to rest. They could go to rest in peace now. Zax, who is um again, uh, forgive me, my notes are all over the place because, come on, I'm Kyver, my notes runs all over the place. So then Duel reveals to Zax that there's a hog in the skull. It's Baba La Shingles. We try to make it to the tavern to avoid a fight with Baba La Noodles. We don't make it in time because, you know, us rogues, we, we're tired. We, we, you know, I don't know, we tripped or something. Me or Argyle. It's a, I blame Argyle. So in this time, um, we fight Baba La Jones. It's a brutal battle. We synergize for the first time as a team, which was awesome. And Argyle becomes a lizard and tries to lick her in the eyeball. It was, it was, it was um, really, really, really good. Let's just say that that was not one of Argyle's finest moments and made it for a great comedy gold. Once we defeat Babala Boy, we return to the tavern after the battle. We take a short rest to recover, and we also get some cool gifts. Before uh, we head out to leave to return Irina's body, the journeyman reveals um, gives us some info of what's going on. Journeyman tells us, you know, things regarding the constable being involved again, this freaking dirtbag, and these devices that are possibly putting the planes together and possibly going to destroy the planes. Argyle gives a beautiful demonstration of smashing two glasses. We also learn about Salsfoss and how Galahad's clan originated from Sloan, where me and Zax are from, and ended up in Granzia. Chico gives us a parting gift. We return our arena's body to the Burgermeister in Barovia. And after that, we head to the forest, but before we exit the forest, I see those same eyes trying to pull me back in. I feel it's like Orcus, and I tell the team. And it's not, you know, it's a scary moment for me. But I could tell you what's not scary is that we finally make it through the forest of Barovia to that village that we started the journey at. And we get some cool gifts from the gift shop, and that's where we start off. Enjoy!
All right. All right. Cool. So we pick up as you are leaving town. Uh, I'm assuming Zex, you're leading the way since you, yeah, your your favorite terrain, and you know how to get there. Yeah. Um, so I give you guys the location of where we're going. Yep. Belrondis. Yeah, Belrondis. Hence Belrondis, uh, which is where I would hope at least one of the primary guild members are at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, how many days journey? About two, three days, you said? About three days on horse- horseback. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll do a survival, right? Yep. And uh, I'll do a survival. Is it uh, actually to be fair? You know this area pretty well. You have traveled around Granzia before, so I would say you don't need a survival check. You know where the hell you're going. You're taking the main roads. Uh, it's not like a like off the, the path woods. Kind of thing. Yeah, gotcha. you're taking the main roads towards Belrondis. Belrondis is you would know Belrondis is a a port town that is a a a very well known sea trading town uh, or city, small city. So. Mm. Uh, there, there is a, a well-carved trade route uh, across Granzia heading towards Belrondis from several different cities. Cool. Uh, just giving you a heads up, I'm going to use 20 points of land hands just to give myself some energy since our fight with uh, Babla Saga. Yeah, you're looking at it's like about midday or so. Um, I will before I send up duo because I'll probably send up duo just to give a eyes uh, eyes on uh, duo. How do you feel to be back home? I like the sun. I'm sure you do. You miss it, don't you? <laughs> it's been yeah. a while. It has. Uh, if I like go on a little bit of fly up. And before you even give him the go ahead, he just takes <laughs> off your shoulder. Figured as much. All right, I'll. Uh, not good rolls for duo. Uh, I'll put him at uh, 15. Not terrible, but not great as he normally does. He's just so happy to be in the sun and fly around, <laughs> and he's not in that dreary, dark, disgusting place anymore. So he's just like, you're getting like mental images back, but it's just like random spots. Like, oh my god, look at that! Oh hmm. man, look at that! Oh, look at that! <laughs> it's not fog everywhere, right? <laughs> look I how said, far I can see. I send him like a mental like, enjoy it, but uh, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Zex so we're following we're literally it's a road that we're following a straight road so we kind of know there's a main trade route going towards Belronda so yes okay um I look to the group <clears throat> does anyone care for some for some fun fun I mean we've we've got horses we've Ooh. got uh, up for uh, a quick, quick race. Let's let's open these lads up. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm here for it. All right. Can you uh, send duo? But I don't know. Uh, three miles. Three miles. All right. Three miles. First to duo. 
I'll send them the, the message of Duo, uh, wait for us three miles ahead of us and let me know when you get there. Okay. Let you get back. <laughs> All right. What's the wager? Ooh. Uh, I mean, we all have a community pot of gold, but... Yeah. Uh, loser cleans the horses. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Ignacio's like... <laughs> <laughs> I agree with this. <laughs> this is good. I put, my, I, I put my forehead to like the back of uh, John Jack's like neck and I'm just like, we got this, buddy. We got this. Yep. I'm rubbing. I'm rubbing uh, Ignacio. Uh, is everyone? Is everyone? <clears throat> everyone I've had now? buckshot on the neck. Like, <laughs> you got this, right? <laughs> uh, buckshot yeah. sort of looks back at you like, like you need to ask that question. <laughs> See, you sort of get that look in his eyes. He's just like, mm-hmm. I whisper over to my horse, like, you rode the fastest one, right? <laughs> you just get like this weird, this like goofy shit-eating grin from your horse, like, Big mine is broke. Hey, Kyver, just make sure you aim the uh, horse in the right direction. Oh, what was that, Doc? No, I was looking in a hurry. It's like, you're really the fastest one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of like walks like hmm. yeah. Hmm. I mean, obviously you're not talking with them, but like you get like the 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 body language is just like Herbie's just sort of like oh, all <laughs> about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, how do we, Tommy? How would you want us to do this? Animal handling. Oh, you muted. You muted. All right. So. I'm not going to say animal handling, because, I mean, let's be honest, that's totally not fair with a fucking ranger in the party. <laughs> that's a Beastmaster um, in their favorite terrain. So, <laughs> like, we're going to do um, straight uh, straight D20 rolls for the different the legs of the journey. Okay. Uh, the legs of this race here. Okay. That's so gonna be we're gonna do four total, but we'll we'll go from that was good. the start to finish. This one will be oh, the, the start off. So okay. we'll so I'm doing one D twenty? Yep, just start one with D20. one D twenty. Just straight D twenty. I'm going last. <laughs> Alright, so Galahad, what'd you grab? I got a one. A one? Okay. Yeah. That's hey, rough, better buddy. than you. Kyver? Five. Five. Okay. Five. Uh, Zex? 15. 15. Fuck. Argyle? Four. Four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> serious. serious with a 17. Uh, 17. <laughs> Herbie off the gate. Just. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all like, ready? Ready? All right. And go. And Her- Herbie just. And serious, you have, you're like. You're you're sort of shocked at how fast Herbie is going. You're like, oh shit, oh wow, okay. And then you're looking back and you see um, Zex is right behind you with Jean Jacques, but you're like a good like a couple lengths ahead of him. And then Ed is started off at like a trot, and then is now bolting and s- starting to make his way into the race. 
uh, with Buckshot directly behind him. And Ignacio is just like standing there as Galahad's like, what the fuck, Ignacio? Let's go, buddy. Let's go. And he just looks. It's not the right time. Yeah, yeah, like you you already got it. It is not ready. And then eventually, after everyone's gone, he sat there and you're like, Galahad's just like, all of a sudden, just Ignacio is just like, it is good now. <laughs> and it starts to bolt as well. It is time. Well, That's steady. amazing. Well, steady. It That's is amazing. time. All right. So you guys are like maybe you guys are bolting for a little while. Um, roll me that second D20 here. Get Oof. the fuck out of here. Serious? Are you serious? What the fuck is going on with Doc? Uh, damn. What did he get? What did he get? He got, he got a 17, 17 again. <laughs> God damn. Digital dice, man. I cannot stand digital dice, dude. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Uh, Kyver? Four. Four. Okay. Uh, Zex? One. Damn. One. Wow. <laughs> Argyle? Five. Five. All right. Wow. Cool. And then. Serious, serious, just starts fucking pulling away. <laughs> Something catches Jean Jacques' eye, and he just like veers off the road, like, like, oh shit, what's this over here? He just no, like, no, dude, this, I mean, this way, this way, what are you like, come back, come back. He like stops for a second and just starts grazing on shit. He saw a reflection you, of himself in a, in a yeah, pond. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> and you look up, and uh, Ignacio actually passes both. Uh, uh, Ed and uh, Buckshot. Uh, so Kyver is now in uh, second to last. Everyone passes uh, Zex. So it is now Zex in the back. Kyver. Uh, oh, Zex, Kyver. Far behind? Argyle. You, dude, you rolled a one. I know, I know. <laughs> Zex, Kyver, Argyle, um, uh, Galahad, and serious is like way ahead at the one mile marker um so at this point i'll have you guys all roll a second uh d20 uh third d20 for me yes better 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 all right galahad 18 18 Uh, kyver six <laughs> yo, what, yo, yo, how the fuck did you roll? Yo, 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 how? You cut off. You cut off these digital dice, bro. You cut off. I, I am quite literally fuck? just. <laughs> what the fuck I'm pressing the button. On? I'm touching D20 and I'm getting roll. <laughs> what is going? And on? that's what's happening. That's fine. Hey, damn dog. No, no, it's, it's not fine. always. Go- it's not it's always going to happen. I mean, how many times has he been like, "Oh, natural one on guiding bolt"? It's true. Okay, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Zex. Uh, 14. 14. Argyle? 13. 13. Okay. And Sirius? Uh, 17. 17 again. Holy N- shit. Three in a row. Three seven. This shit is stuck. The it's API a, is broken. That's all right. That's right. He's going to get a Bullshit. one. He's going to get a one. He's going to get the last look of the race in a rolling fucking one. Yeah. And Herbie's going to be like, oh, look. I look so pretty in this lake over here. <laughs> and just all like, right, so, please throw me off. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Sirius is still in the lead, but Galahad has caught up significantly here. And Kyver is now sitting in the back, and uh, Zex and Argyle are neck and neck. 
Buckshot and Jean Jacques are sort of like trading looks as as well as Zex and uh, Argyle. But right now, it's serious ahead by like maybe a length uh, on Galahad, and then uh, maybe a half a length with Zex on Argyle and Kyver on Ed. It's just like half galloping, and Kyver's just like motherfucker. <laughs> Cleaning shit today. <laughs> All right. Final D20. All right, here we go. Come on, Ignacio. <laughs> Ooh. Yes! <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I swear to you. Fuck yeah. Yes. You. When it was turning, I saw 17 and then it went to nine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Even the dice like eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> Kyver. Eighteen. What? Zex <laughs> oh, got a one. <laughs> Argyle. Twelve. Zex is clean and shit. And then Sirius is <laughs> nine. Okay. So Ignacio starts pulling ahead. Something something is distracting Herbie at this point, and he begins to slow down, or he's just sort of run out of juice. He, he just had that burst of speed at the beginning, and Ignacio saved his energy at the beginning and then <laughs> and then kicked on the afterburners at the end. But we get uh, we get Galahad getting across the, the proverbial finish line first. Uh with a, a tie between Sirius and Kyver and uh, Argyle coming in maybe two or three lengths behind and again for some reason Jean-Jacques just decides he wants to stop and graze because he saw a nice patch of grass and then eventually <laughs> he looks up and, and begins to, to gallop towards the, the rest of the group as you guys are sitting there waiting for him <laughs> Really? Very happy with with Ignacio. This is good. This is good. <laughs> it was not the right time before, but this this, is good. this was the right time. <laughs> uh, I tell him you'll be taken you'll be taken care of by the by the animal handler. <laughs> so bad. The beastmaster takes care of the beasts. <sighs> My horse is not broke. <laughs> You just get this goofy grin from Ed, like, ah. <laughs> oh man! You see Zach's like galloping, like eventually there, <laughs> with uh, like, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> of course, I of course I get the one horse that's just like, nah. Like it, in the heat of battle, we we outran werewolves. Right now, he's like, nah, I'm not here. I'm not here for that. Skiddy scoop, you're going to have clean the poop. Oh man, you just say <laughs> skiddy scoop, you have to clean up the poop. <laughs> sure, it's fine. Oh man, <clears throat> um, also, I where are we where are we camping for tonight? Because I would assume the even lake, if, even if I'm cleaning poop, as you guys put in helping to clean and men tend to the horses, somebody has to make camp. I figured. I. I mean, uh, Tommy. I would assume the we got to like close to the lake. I by the end of the day, you will have gotten <clears throat> close to the lake. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I figured we, we make camp at the lake. We have enough rations, maybe build fire. If the sun is still up, maybe fish. If you, if you give me about an hour, I can scavenge us uh, some food. Sounds good. Maybe we make camp sooner than later, get some hours of daylight. Um, so you guys ride for maybe another three or four hours. It's uh, sun's starting to go down, but you look like you maybe like Zex. You put your hand up uh, towards the sun, and it looks like you get like maybe if a hand is about roughly an hour, you get like maybe two or three hands before you hit dusk and everything starts getting dark. All right. Um, so I will start looking for a place for us to. Uh, stay for the night hopefully close to water so the um horses can drink and bathe and all the other fun stuff um and you find that no problem there's a nice little inlet um that sort of juts out so like you're surrounded by water on most of the sides the horses can go on the back and you have a view of of the road and there is a little bit of tree cover where you are as well all right um Guys, uh, tie up your horses for the night. Start setting up camp. I'm going to go uh, forage us some food for the night. If yeah. someone wants to go fishing, by all means, go fishing. I'll see what the what the uh, forest can provide for now. Yep. Uh, so I will go to the lake to go fish. But because I am not a fisherman, but I have javelins, that is what I will do. <laughs> All right, uh, roll me some. You're going to wade. I would assume you're probably not going to go into the water with your brand new armor on. Yeah, no, no. Doing a tribal mountain style. Yep. So you see Galahad takes like maybe 10, 15 minutes to very, very precisely and instantly <laughs> take off his brand new armor and sort of uh, he stakes uh, Kana's Fury into the ground and begins to hang the armor on to kind of sphere. So it's just sort of standing there almost like a, like a scarecrow and he wades in, you wade into the water, maybe about knee deep for you, which is like, you know, like all thigh deep for everyone else. Yeah. And pull out a couple of javelins, uh, roll me, um, some, uh, dexterity checks. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, 15. Uh, how many more? Just give me like, Two more. We'll, right. we'll see what you got. 13. 14. So you managed to get enough enough fish for you, uh, for the group. Uh, you get lucky on the first one and spear like two or three at once. Just sort of like throw it. You don't go. You're not going down. You see a line and you just sort of like huck it into the water. Yeah. So like the javelin's barely out of the water by the time it like hits the ground. But as you pull it out, there's three fish speared on this thing, and you are man managed to be able to get another couple of fish with the rest of uh, your strikes. And cool. uh, <clears throat> self-explanatory. Zex, you're man you managed to find uh, both uh, kindling and uh, several different types of edible plants and berries and whatnot. Um, uh, any chance of some wild game just for mostly for duo's sake I'm going to ask him if he sees anything that uh, do you feel like going hunting buddy he's like yeah I got this 
right. And you just see him swoop up. Maybe 10, 15 minutes later, you see him up on one of the trees overlooking where you have the campsite, and he's tearing apart what looks like a squirrel. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, I'll bring over the fish. Uh, Do you have a fire, or we haven't gotten firewood yet? <clears throat> I'll, I'll start heading back. I'll, I'll bring, put down the kindling and uh, the stuff that I found and start tending to the horses. All right. Uh, I look over to the rogues. You guys are good with knives. Fillet the fish. Naturally, if you want me filleting any fish. <laughs> cats naturally have an affinity with fish or something like that? I heard that. I'm glad you did. I'm just not a good cook. Never was one of the good cooks. I look at Argyle and go, odds and evens? Probably going to fillet with fish. Fair enough. Want to roll a d6? Sure. Five. Three. Start filleting. <laughs> Fucking bitch. My motherfucker. He's <laughs> filleting fish. <clears throat> uh, roll me a dexterity check. Kyber or uh, uh, Kyber? As he's doing it more begrudgingly than I assume that Argyle is. I also assume that Argyle, after he's filleted a couple, that the Kyber's filleted a couple, you walk over and start cutting up fish too. You just sort of poking fun. As long as he's not fucking it up, then yeah, I'll probably. uh, 16. I'll let him do it. He's pretty decent at it. He's, uh, the first couple cuts are just like sort of more aggressive than he really needs to, to be with it. He isn't even really like fillet the first couple he just like hacks the head off of a couple of fish and then starts fucking gutting them but like after the first couple cuts where he's like motherfucking piece of shit he eventually starts cutting and 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 filleting them pretty decent getting everything prepared argyle you eventually join in help him finish off the rest of the fish as zex comes back with some firewood and then begins to tend to the horses Cool. <clears throat> I'm gonna bring some food for the horses, like uh, some of the berries and all that other stuff that I found. Mm-hmm. Give it some, and I'm gonna look John Jack in the in the face and be like, "Dude, what happened out there?" Like, I'll put my like face to his face. I'm like, "Come on, bud. Like, you were so good before." <laughs> sort of like, <laughs> get off me, man. What the fuck? I'll uh, <laughs> give me uh, like the <clears throat> giving you like the. Uh, don't remind me. I'll I'll do my best to like uh, be like I guess encouraging. Like, come on, we can get him next time. But like, I need you in. Like, I need you in this. All right. Who's building the fire? Uh, does Sirius have like a quick produce flame or anything? I have burning hands. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I have anything in the kit. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Alright, yeah. So then Argyle. No need to prehistoric man do this. We got magic. Talking small well. fire, bonfire, what do you guys want? Just something to uh keep us warm and cook the fish. Bonfire, got it. You see him 
clap his hands together, rub, and then just put his right hand out and just... Pretty much all of the kindling goes up immediately. And the pile of firewood that Zex just spent like the last 20 minutes going to gather just goes up again. And just there's a like a four or five foot fire in front of you, in front of you guys, like pretty much the, almost the height of just about everybody except for Galahad. Cool. <clears throat> uh, on the ground where we sit, is it uh, plain ground or are there logs? Oh, uh, there's grass. Um, you're you're like right next to the lake, so I'm sure you could find some fell trees if you were looking. Yeah, I uh, just want to look for some trees to make some places to sit. Um, it doesn't take you very long. You're able to pull over a couple of couple of logs to put around the fire and some rocks to keep it from spreading cool all right so after done filleting the fish i want to start working on some false identities for me knowing that it's going to take me about seven days to do it mm-hmm. so i'll just go sit down uh, lean on a tree and just start working on them a few of them sounds good serious what are you doing through all of this uh <laughs> Not much I can do. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we got fish. Like, I mean, I can help try to catch the fish. Maybe use my um, control water, grasp the fish, and you know, make it easier. Sure. You can also use the control water to uh, fill up any of the water skins, make sure mm-hmm. everybody's got water. All the horses are able to get as much oh, as they right. can. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're oh, able to do that. Deal with that. Yeah, you don't even need to roll. It's it's a thing. You're a water genasi. You can you can <laughs> fuck with the water as much as you want. Um, yeah, so maybe about half hour after the fire uh, and everything, you guys are sitting eating. Uh, at this point, you have seen several um, what look like carriages and caravans of merchants. Uh, about maybe. 30 or 40 feet uh, where you're camping on the road continuing to travel uh, down in the direction that you're going. Were there any that were um, being escorted at all? Um, None that were being escorted. You do see um, some names uh, on the wagon. Some of them look like they are uh, companies. Uh, One is Sablefish uh, Exports. And another is uh, uh, Galanodel Limited. And I also you see a smaller, uh, smaller caravan going by uh, called the Wandering Cat. Do any of those uh, sound familiar to me? Uh, you know that Sablefish is a fairly uh, is one of the larger ones in uh, in Granzia. Uh, Galen Odell is up by like the Forest Bastion in Luxembourg uh, with the elves, and uh, the Wandering Cat is sort of like a subsidiary out of Ravenwood. Serious, you notice, you know, you when you see the Wandering Cat, you know almost specifically. Uh, what company that is it's uh, uh, owned by the man who owns the tavern in Ravenwood (coughs) 
just kind of look up and point. Oh, I I know that. Uh, I know that group. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I know that company. Yeah. Right on. Nothing crazy eventful uh, happening. The horses are sort of bedding down for the night. It's starting to get dark at this point. What's the weather? Is it like cold? Is it like rainy, snowy, whatever the case may be? Clear skies. In fact, this is actually one of the first clear skies that you've seen in several weeks at this point. Um, You're looking at like summer's end, beginning of, of autumn type of temperature. So it's getting a little cooler at night, but it's not super crazy. Uh, it's not like cold, cold. Uh, is it looking like ready to turn in soon and figure out watch order? If you like. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll take first watch. I'll take last. I uh, start to put my armor back on. Right on. Uh, are we near any like bigger trees? Uh, nothing super big. No, uh, you're closer to the water than you are. You pick the spot that you're in mainly because you're surrounded mostly by the water. Mm. So like this is a little inlet on the on the lake. So you're sort of in this little patch where pretty much to all sides except for the the area that you guys came in facing the road is pretty much all surrounded by water. What's the next step? Follow me. And he walks towards the door that has shut at that point. Same door that you came into. Mm-hmm. And I follow. You open the door. All right. So you go down a hall, very familiar hallway, uh, down the stairs into uh, the tavern is looks pretty much the same. But I mean, like you just it's sort of at this point, you've been in the tavern enough where you're like, yep, and we're definitely in the tavern and same basic setup. You get the lounge in front of you. You get the um, all the tables and the booths, the bar all the way down. Um, there's currently a uh, dwarf behind the bar. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, brother. <laughs> is, is, is it well being? No, this is a dwarf. A dwarf. Oh, okay. This is a dwarf. Oh, it's not a halfling. Right? No, it is not a halfling. It is a dwarf. He gives you a nod, and the uh, Mr. Bell continues on, opens the door, and doesn't actually go outside. It goes into another room, and it is a like stark white, maybe twenty foot wide maybe about 40 or 50 deep towards there's a singular rectangular door on the outside and it's like it's clad white white floors there is a uh, what looks like a desk 
and a uh, fairly well-dressed tiefling woman sitting at the desk. Um, She has uh, these horns that sort of, they go back and then curl back out and around and sort of Mm -hmm. come forward. Uh, Plum-colored skin from what you can see from her hands. She's wearing like a full sort of very sharply dressed um, pixie cut and as she turns over yellow eyes um, sort of has like a vitiligo mm-hmm. so vitiligo on her face and you can see also on her hands and she gives uh, Mr. Bell a nod and, and says, just gives you a little wave wave back And as you're getting towards the door, you hear from back across the hall, uh, don't be too hard on him. And you walk out into you walk out into a cityscape. And it's a city that you have knowledge of but you didn't ever think that you'd be here again. You are in the uh, Pentamarket district in Zadash, in Exandria. The Exandria job, I know. Yes. This is a a completely different plane that you went to for this job. Gotcha. You spent most of the time, as you remember, in... Uh, a different part of the city here and in a city called Rexentrum in the north and you were mostly sort of in different perches around the city you never stayed in one spot more than three or four days at a time they're a fairly decent sized cities so there are several towers how you were able to get up into those towers you're not entirely sure but Rig was very persuasive to talk away into shit. So, Imagine. but you've never—I think you, you, if you remember correctly—you've been down here once. And the Pentamarket is this very, very large, uh, sort of like pentagonal um, meeting of different streets, sort of into like this large uh, open area, sort of uh, market with shops all up and down the different streets. Sort of like the converging of all the mercantile type deals. And as you turn around, you see a very familiar sign of the Medusa's Cascade. Still still haven't put the name on the sign. It's just um, a gorgon vomiting. And you laugh like that on on the inside, like, holy shit, it's, yep, this is it. But it looks sort of a little bit more in line with the way the rest of the architecture is along the street. Um, and just a note, I think as he, he laughs about that, but I think as he starts to take note of the city and areas and that kind of stuff, the smile starts to fade a bit. 
course. This is very true. Not a lot of good memories here. No, the memories are fine. The the post perspective is the bitch. Hmm. So Mr. Bell gives you a, a look and says, "Let's go. Let's uh, let's take a look around." So, as you begin to make your way into sort of the crowded markets, it looks like it's pretty close to like just afternoon, maybe one hand afternoon. Sort of put your hand up in the sky where like straight up would be. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah. So, it's fairly busy at this point. Crowds of people going around, merchants, sort of, you got like the the interior of the market and then you have a lot of as you're walking down you're seeing different storefronts and different uh, tradesmen and whatnot there are several different um, I believe a why am I coming up with not coming an altar that's the word I'm looking for nice you got it uh, to the dwarven god of the forge the allhammer in like in sort of the middle of the of the square the big courtyard so you've got the interior and then you have all these shops on the outside smiths there's like a whole like smiths row down on one spot um magic shops apothecaries everything you see a lot of people moving in and around he goes um with how paranoid you are at least right now and again justifiable i'm not taking that away from you um how likely is anybody here going to be some sort of assassin? I mean, I, I assume everyone could possibly be an assassin. I mean, there's I, a, possi- a possibility of possibility. I, I mean, I worked with a, a woman with change herself to look like anything, anybody. That's why wouldn't I assume that <laughs> that's a spell. Yeah, but still like you can get I, magic items to do that. You don't even need to know how to do the spell. You just put Yeah, it yeah, but you know, talent is talent. The, the point is uh, Is it though? Or was all of her talent God uh forgive the phrase God given. Potentially in a literal sense. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's, it's mold breaking, but the point I'm trying to make is, as far as my perspective, as of right now, I assume that any one of these motherfuckers here could potentially hurt me, harm me, kill me, steal from me at any point. I make that assumption when I walk into a place. It's how I was taught. It's how I was raised. And unfortunately, the only time it's ever failed me is when someone's really, really good at their job. And you want to know how to not do that, right? Yeah, it's exhausting. I would agree. I would love if I could just look at this place and say, oh, there's the assassin. I mean, That'd be you great. Can. You can. Once again, sir, you just keep peaking my interests. I know what to tell me. You definitely can. Again, it's 
It's calming. This is gonna sound harsh, but it's calming the inner bitch in you. <laughs> so that you can think rationally. I'm laughing out of character, by the way. <laughs> that was a great line. That's just your your body remembers, your mind remembers bad experiences. Think of all the times you've been in crowds of people in your entire life and no one has tried to kill you. This is true. I hear what you're saying. Well, you don't believe me. No, that's not what I was going to say. I don't know how. And that's, that's what why. you're going to teach me. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. We're getting there on the same yeah. page. Good. All right. I, listen, man, I may not be a quick study, but I, I do figure things out eventually. You're, you're smarter than you give yourself credit for. You just, you know, like I said, you let the, the bad things that happen get in the way of all of your positive data. Well, I mean, you know, it's like if only 1% of the time you've ever been in a crowded marketplace, someone tried to murder you. You remember that 1%, but you don't remember the other 99% of the times that you've been in a marketplace or a crowded area, and no one has tried to kill you. Well, I think it's like positive and negative reinforcement. If you're trying to avoid the pain then you will treat everything like potential pain before it has a chance to reveal itself. That's where your problem is. I'm learning from you already. You're running from your pain. You need to embrace it. It is what it is. It is a... pats his leg with his the hand that's not holding the cane. It's like, I can get that healed. Think I don't want to? This is an important lesson that I'm going to always remember. You see Shanks kind of look down at his, his wrist where he has the bracelet for break. Yeah, I, I get it. Instead of running from it, acknowledge that you made a mistake, and instead of saying that you can't do it, find out how you can, and pursue that instead. You may still get the uh, wool pulled over your eyes, but it'll be a lot less frequently, and you'll at least have ways to spot red flags in advance before it gets too far, unless they are really good, but... We're going to try and help you not be so worried about that tiny percentage. Body language. You see him take the bracelet off uh, and reach back and and he pulls back his, his dreads and he ties the bracelet around. 
you see a very serious look on his face at this point. And he goes, teach me. He says, uh, sure, let's take a walk. And he heads in to the actual marketplace. You see a bunch of different people. You see um, mainly humans, uh, dwarves, various different uh, versions of elves, um, some halfling. Uh, you do see a, a, a tinker's shop run by a couple of gnomes. One of them's got like like little toys. All the kids are gathered around this one shop you sort of notice like this like commotion over on one side and it's like these little all of these kids different all these different races just sort of like playing with these little uh like clockwork wind up toys the little this little gnome dude is just like giggling on a on like this stool that's like three feet off the ground <laughs> and like one of those tall like workbench uh sort of seats <laughs> and so he starts pointing people out and starts reading sort of their body posture. He points out a, a, uh, he sees you looking at the gnome and goes, okay, perfect example. See how open his posture is? He's not tensed, not protecting himself. He's genuinely happy. I mean, he could be a really good liar, but I mean, like, poses no threat. Parents around them, as you can see, some sort of parents are hovering off, off on the side. They're genuinely just worried about their child, like parents should be. But, I mean, again, could be actors. I don't know that those are their, their kids. Looks like it, though. I can be fairly certain of most of these people. The truth isn't in what they say. It's how they hold themselves. It's how they interact. If you can tell signs, like when someone is trying to be um, very persuasive, when someone is being trying to intimidate you, when someone is trying to probe, find out information, someone is trying to seduce you. You can see those signs. You can at least make an accurate, uh, make an accurate assertion of what their intentions are. You can narrow it down. Now, I will admit, curveballs, they happen. Sometimes, even the best read isn't what you thought it was. This is a reminder of one of those times for me. So, that's what you're needing to look at. You see Shanks take a, a read of the people that he pointed out and mentioned. 
and he looks over to others um and tommy you're gonna have to help me with this but what 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 do i see and then i'll give what i feel read is off of it you see a fish hawker uh sort of butchering what looks like a a a fresh catch so you don't really know where the where that catch is from this dash isn't necessarily near a body of water there's fish here maybe five foot five human older gentleman he looks over at him and he goes focus this is his this is his life he has to get these fish quickly chopped and headed off to wherever they're going. There's no body of water nearby, so they had to have been ported in. They're they're only gonna keep for so long. So he's he's in that mode. He's he's a machine. He's working. Sure. That works. And he sort of squints over where you're looking at. Yeah. Accurate. Tries another one. Um, you see a... It's sort of this um, shop off towards the back. It's got like the way the sun's positioned currently like through some of the canopies and whatnot sort of shining a light on this like a like a darkish like almost sort of velvety green exterior Mm -hmm. and um, coming out the door you see a somewhat large six six and a half feet tall um Blue furball. He has a a box in his hands and is heading out with it. Can I take note of of how he's carrying the box? Is this something precious to him? Is this something important? Is it a common item? Feels like he's taking fairly well care of it. Doesn't seem like he's like holding it out and arms or do you know what I mean? Like it's, he's, yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's urgent or he's just kind of strolling along. Yep. Anything I, I know of those uh, types of creatures? Burblogs, they're usually from the forest. Um, they are sort of a an offshoot of like the halfling and if I remember correctly offshoot, offshoot of uh, giants that's what it is hmm. okay so it's really large fairly large okay. not not huge they're sort of like the smaller cousins and I'll, I'll try and get if you want to actually want to know we can look up a furball yeah yeah, yeah absolutely alright so no real sense of urgency kind of strolling along um, mm-hmm. So Shanks is a, 
assessment would be, you know, maybe visiting somebody, not necessarily in a hurry or going anywhere, but no, no threat, just going about their daily activity. Not a threat, not a threat. You hear him kind of resonate that for a while, externally as it lowers and then eventually internally in the same. That's right. Not everyone's a threat. I mean, everyone is a potential threat. Everyone has the opportunity to be dangerous. Just the cause needs to be correct for that effect. The cause okay. and effect can be anything. So, with that, I'm trying my best to read my current situation in terms of it not being a threat. Oh, what, exactly. I mean, me here, again, in some ways, I'm here with you, I'm here with the journeyman, I'm here with everything that has happened as far as my history, my baggage. Everybody's got baggage. This is true. It's bullshit if they say no. <laughs> That's an easy lie to tell. Don't even need training for that one. <laughs> So, how does this, what we're doing here, help me stop the constable? All right, so Galahad's on first watch, the sex is taking last watch. Anyone want to take the one in between? I'll go last. Yeah. Kyver will take the last watch. Oh wait, not uh, uh, Zex is staying the last. Yeah, Zex has the last. Take the metal. You want uh, I'll be the middle guy. I'll be the middle man. Okay. I'll take a second. All right. So, Kyver and Sirius, uh, Galahad, you'll be uh, at the front. Argyle assumes just like, yep, you guys can have fun on the watch. I'm going to take an. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right on brand um okay so it begins to get dark the rest of you bed down for the evening um galahad you're sitting by the fire on your log looking out uh roll me a perception check okay uh, not much too not a whole bunch going on um while you're looking around the sky sort of catches you you haven't really seen the sky like the sky sky in weeks at this point and you years. look up and it is a years <laughs> years yeah yeah years i should say <laughs> in decades you haven't seen the sky in decades and you look up and for the first time in 50 years you see a sky that you remember and just the sky in general the stars painted across the sky you see some like some swatches of 
purples sort of painted across uh, a little further in the distance. Uh, a rather large moon is out this evening. And, I mean, you feel and like you know you should be paying attention more towards the road, but like it's just so damn beautiful. Like, how can I not, how can you not look up at this guy and just marvel and just be like, I'm not trapped anywhere anymore where I'm home. This is, feels good to be home. Your watch ends with no issue. Uh, Kyver and Sirius come up and give you a tap on the shoulder and you head back over to your bedroll, take off your armor, and just conk out immediately. Cool. Uh, long rest? Yep, long rest. Alright. Kyver and Sirius, you guys can roll separate perception checks, or one of you can roll with advantage. Uh, Sirius yeah, roll with advantage. On me? Okay. Wait, what's your perception? Uh, about to pull it up now. I have a plus eight. Perception is plus three. All right, so I'll roll. <laughs> I have a plus eight. All right, with advantage, he is, will assist you. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even think I should roll for that one. That was a natural 20 that first roll. It'll be 28. <laughs> right on. So you guys, you guys are just sitting there looking around. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of uh, movement. We haven't seen any carriages or uh, caravans going by, at least in the last hour. It's it's all quiet. It's actually it's fairly reminiscent of home, of Memora. Granted, the trees are puny compared to Memora here, but this does remind you of home a little bit. And Sirius, you are just taken by this massive moon that is out tonight. It's clear. It looks like it's almost a full moon at this point. And uh, if there's anything you guys would like to discuss on your watch, now is the time. I look over at Sirius and go, What did you not see, huh? So you can control water, right? That is our nature. Can you warm up water too? Uh, no. I, I would think we would. Well, uh, actually, out of game, can we, Tommy? Well, I'd I would think we. I would say if you'd be able to control it and change it to ice, I would say that you'd be able to warm up water. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, always, always assumed that it was like more in a cold sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'd um, say not like it, not to anything that would be like harmful but like <laughs> if you wanted to like warm up water I would say that yeah, you should be able to do that um I mean I have been known to make a mean tea uh from time to time uh but uh if you're looking for anything hotter than that I may not be able to help you uh, no no I'm not looking for anything hot um I hold up my water skin I go could you warm this up the water doesn't here just warm it up I just need it warm uh, okay, and I take it and hold it in my hand, you know, kind of feel, you know, you see me close my eyes and kind of concentrate a bit, and you can kind of tell from the way that it's uh, shaking a bit that the water is heating up, yeah. 
Uh, okay, uh, this should be this should be good. And how have you been doing? Oh, I'm fine, fine. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I sleep and get cryptic messages, and uh, you know, I look up at the sky now, and you know, the moon's so clear. I, I'm a little honest. side I'm wondering if the goddess is trying to send me a message uh, <laughs> no, she seems to be contacting me more than ever Ernie asked because you know I, I know you were late already and I'm you know sorry for kicking you in the junk before but I um, you know I know that we kind of like saw shines off one of our early party members and I just wanted to gauge see if you're okay I'm feeling better now. Well, now that I've gotten a chance to really figure everyone out and, you know, see how things function as this group, uh, you know, I, I don't take it personal. <laughs> I know that in a way that, that seems to be part of your nature. Yeah. <laughs> I lean over to Sirius ago. Did you want a good laugh? Oh, sure. I stand up and, um, I want to sneak over to Argyle. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Roll stealth. <laughs> oh yeah, sixteen. Argyle, what's your passive perception? Nineteen. So, what are you planning on doing, Kyra? I'm just holding the water skin. And I look over a series, I go like this. <laughs> and I go, I point at it. And then I point at um, Argyle's crotch. <laughs> yeah, you just see Sirius like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and I, go, I, I start to pour. A little bit of the water, the contents, <laughs> the warm water. Maybe a split second before you begin to pour. Argyle, your eyes shoot open. You see Kyver standing over you with what looks like a water skin. He's like trying to stifle back laughter. Kyver, stop. Whatever is going through your peanut-sized brain. I will go sneak over now to Galahad. Argyle thumbs up. <laughs> roll, me, roll me another stealth check. What is it? He needs passive perception? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just need to roll over his hand, man. <laughs> that one, Watch your mask go rolling that 20. <laughs> um, dirty 20. Yeah, <laughs> doubt. He, he's, I, I he's knew out, it. Dude. He's out. My armor's off, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. You wouldn't be able to sleep in your armor. Okay. So I look over at Argyle and um, Sirius and look at them like, and then I begin to empty the contents around Galahad's crotch. And then I walk over once done and just sit right next to Sirius like, now we'll just have a good laugh. <laughs> Do I uh, wake up or no? Am I just wet? Roll me a d20. If you get over a 10, I'm going to say, yeah, you wake up. Seven. 
Nope. You are out cold, sir. <laughs> that race took a lot out of you in that fishing. Like, <laughs> I'm good. You're done. You're done. You you killed that. You killed that hag bitch. You took care of, of Irina's body. You've been riding all day, fishing the whole night. You're fucking done. <laughs> Dead to the world. Yeah. I get 100%. up and I uh, I go join them by the fire. It's like, well, Kyver, now that you fucked up my sleep, I guess I'll join you guys on the on your watch. I wasn't trying to mess up your sleep. I mean, you know, sometimes you just need to have a good little laugh to... Yeah. I mean, come on, it's a look up at the sky. Like, I mean, they say it's been a minute since we forgot to see uh, anything but fog. It's nighttime and it's the moon. What difference is it right now? It's uh, the moon, not in Barovia. Just take a laugh. He does have a point. It's half asleep, Kyber. I'm in no mood for your shit. You want a hog? I'll give you a hog. I'll touch me. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Pat him on the back. I'm like, I'm going to go hit the sack now. <laughs> Fucking pawns them. <laughs> he pawns the rest of it off. <laughs> there is. Uh, it's terrible to Argyle. It's like, please. Please. For the love of the moon goddess. Be my witness when Galahad wakes up. And please let him know I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, I plan on uh, letting him know it was all Kyver. <laughs> Wait, I missed. He's putting more water on me? No, no. no, he's no, no, going no. Back so to when me. you wake up in the morning and uh, realize what happened. <laughs> The rest of your watches go without incident. Argyle is still half asleep. Sirius, you're mainly staring up at the moon. Uh, Zex eventually gets up and taps you guys on the shoulder. You're a little surprised that it's Argyle and not Kyber. Kyber is over on his bedroll, out cold, drooling, sprawled. And Argyle's you, sort I, of I like, just look at him. You lose a bet? What happened? Kyber's <sighs> an asswipe. And uh, he decided to try and pour some water on me, but um, his heavy stomping gave him away because, of course, he couldn't sneak for his life. So I caught him mid-act. Gotcha. Uh, if you want to take a little chuckle, go take a look at Galahad, though, before you start your watch. I'll walk over and take you a look. You see this massive wet stain on his crotch. I, like take a few steps back and I just put my face into my hand and I'm just like guys are idiots Kyver, Kyver is an idiot yes I okay take, I take no uh, <laughs> I, I swear no part in that <laughs> fair enough right. not to anger a person with a large sword <laughs> smart man smart man all right, you guys head off to bed. Sex, you sit down on the log. Am I long rested now or after everyone wakes yes, up? Yes, you. I would technically be long rested now as you're taking the last watch. Roll me a perception check. Oh, uh, still favorite terrain or no? Yeah, you're in forest, forested area. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen. Get you back somehow. 
fairly quiet. Not a whole bunch. You, like everyone else, eventually look up towards the sky, and it's nice to see the stars again, and the moon, and not overcast and dreary and just sort of muted light from the moon. Uh, You do notice that it is uh, almost a full moon. And uh, roll me a nature check. That was not good. Uh, My rolls have been shit tonight. Uh, Four. Total four. You remember Glad saying something about Feywild and some sort of moon cycle, but it's just something's just not clicking. It's like it's on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't remember what it is. What what part of the moon cycle. But uh, nothing really happening during your uh, during your watch. The sun eventually peaks up uh, over the lake uh, behind you. Um, And uh, in the early, early morning hours, you do see uh, a few small caravans making their way down the road towards Borondas. And by the end of your watch, everyone else wakes up uh, refreshed. Just before just before everyone gets up, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a quick dip in the water and just like just enjoy it for a little second and then come back. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. And uh, I'm going to roll my uh, 2d20 for important uh, sure. since we long rested. Yep. Uh, so I wake up and I notice this wet spot on me. Can I tell if it's me who did this or there was water? Um, 13 and 9. Okay. Uh, so roll me another d20. Okay. 15. 15. You definitely didn't piss yourself. <laughs> you, right. you, you, you drained the lizard before you went to bed. You remember like the like minute long piss that you took into the lake before you went to bed. There's no way that you pissed yep. yourself. As most no, as no most people should. Night. As most people should. You drain the lizard before you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, uh there was no drinking last night or anything along those lines. Okay. So I uh I get up doing my morning calisthenics. as if everyone's up So, couldn't handle that you all lost, huh? Who's you all? I lost. You guys didn't have to clean horses. Everyone who was behind me lost. Oh. I mean, the horse did all the work, but uh, what is this in reference to? What's up? Uh, no, I'm obviously smiling about this. I'm not like being like super serious. Oh yeah, it. but we're letting yeah. we're I'm uh, playing okay. it. As, okay. uh, what's go, what's <laughs> going on? What's going on, big guy? I know myself. I didn't drink alcohol. I pissed before my bed. Yet I wake up with a water stain on my bedroll. Anyone care to tell me what happened? Well, you know, you're 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 all the oldest one here at old age sometimes. We're we're blaming we're blaming old age. It happens. 
Uh, can I Wait. inside check him, please? Yeah, roll me a deception check, Kyver. <laughs> roll a mind? fucking one. Deception, where am I at? Okay. Ooh. 30 20. <laughs> Jesus. Roll good, good on insight. Huh? I, do I roll an insight? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. roll an insight. Check that bullshit. <laughs> Nine. <sighs> Seems genuine in, say, in, in thinking that you did it because you're old. And I don't... I, be, I hear what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, but... Cover. Out of game, you know, you know. No, <laughs> no out of game, obviously. Obviously. But, like, I'm trying to play it where, like, fine, I believe that he is saying that he had nothing to do with it, but I don't believe the fact that is my age that had to do with this. Anyone else care to, care to regale what happened after I went to sleep? Because Kyver is all talk. Kyver's an ass wipe and he poured water on you. I look at Argyle and just look, I went to spoil the fun. <laughs> Okay, so you he interrupted tur- my sleep. So he turns around to uh, to say that to uh, fucking Argyle, and I cast hold person. <laughs> or uh, that's a wisdom saving throw. You're yeah. burning a hold person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yo. Uh, I am. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom saving throw cover. Uh, Fourteen. Oh, and I'm not ten feet in front of you. But you don't get none of that bonus. I just rolled a four to eat. That's rough. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> I get you up. Feel, you feel this sensation of like your body starting to tense and you're able to shrug it off. And when you shrug it off, you see Galahad is like holding his hand out in front of him. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was tingly, big guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's all fun and games. It's just a joke, breaking in. Oh, oh no, it was, it was going to be a joke <laughs> if you were paralyzed and you took a fucking bath. I, uh, I, I get near Gal I'm like, okay, okay. It's all, it was all oh, fun and games. Oh, oh no, no, uh, and, no, 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 serious. I'm, and, uh, I'm, I'm here for games. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I will use control water to remove the stain from the clothes. Oh, no, no, again, and fling it on the ground. <laughs> no, 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 it's all, it's all right, serious. It didn't get on my new armor. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it was just—it was just all in jest. It's all know? right. We kind still of a have, heat of the we, moment thing. We, we still have another night. Oh boy! <laughs> hey, we do. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Argyle. This, uh... As all of this is happening, and after you out Kyver for being the one to do this, you're putting things back into your bag, and you notice a book in your bag that you didn't have or you didn't notice when you left the tavern before and it is a book on the school of divination and there's a little that you can you can see on the inside it's got a little like jm sort of written on the inside cover 
And then just like a small note says, thought you might like this. Gift from the journeyman. Awesome. Uh, as all this is going on, I'll go dip out to grab uh, morning breakfast and stuff. About 20 minutes, half an hour later, Zex comes back with like an armful of um, he's got a, he, he was able to catch a couple of hairs and he's got berries and, and whatnot and uh, there's still some firewood left after the inferno that uh that Argyle started last night. Yeah. Anything, anything, uh, as far as like, uh, rations and supplies that we don't use, I'll just put in the bag of holding. So we have it for later. All right. You guys sit, eat your fill for breakfast. And in this time you see several caravans going in both directions, uh, from Belrondus and also towards Belrondus. Uh, can we recognize if any of them are the same ones we saw from yesterday? Uh, from what you can tell, none of them are the same ones that you saw yesterday, but you do see similar names. You do see the same names, but they don't look like they're the same crew. So it looks like there are several caravans, and, and uh, most of you, uh, at the very least, uh, Sirius and Zex, you would know that especially Sablefish is one of the big exporters of uh, importers and exporters to Belrondus, and there's a, a large sea trade going out of there as well. So, these could be uh, other caravans uh, taking the imports from other places back into the nation of Granzia. Well, they definitely look like they'll be busy when we get there. Uh, let's hope I can find some of my guildmates. Should be at least one or two of the bigger uh, cards there, but I couldn't tell you until I got there. So you guys eventually get yourselves back on your horses, pack up your camp, and make your way down the road. Um, You get a little bit further in to a point where you can begin to see the uh, lantern light from uh, sort of like the further off you're still like maybe half a day's travel but at this point sort of the uh, forest has cleared and it is now more uh, plains and you can sort of see uh, a bit of salt marshes towards the edge of your vision um, as it begins to uh, darken uh, again if you guys are looking for a camp we can sort of oh. just are we half? You said we're half a day away. You're about a half day away. Could could we uh, get there um, and just get a point of exhaustion and then try to rest once we get there? Or no, it would it wouldn't it would take more. It would be more points of exhaustion. It would, bro, you would be at the point of risking exhaustion if you continued in through the evening. You'd get there like like early morning one two in the morning from where you are if you could stop now at about eight eight ish eight nine ish somewhere in there if you continued on it would be another four or five hours from where you are at this point to get to the walls the city walls yeah options would be limited if we uh 
if we were to go into the city that early. Yeah. It's about as best to make camp um, and try to get there in the morning, um, depending on you know the situation in the city. If there is any, I would rather go in, you know, early on, or not that early, but yeah. Cool. Yes, I, I think we've raised enough suspicion of of uh, others. <laughs> Our <right>. actions. <laughs> uh, so camp it is. Uh, so we're not by we're by the salt marshes. There isn't so not no like regular. Water, no. Right? Okay. No, unfortunately. So I guess I'll just go look for some, some wood. Chop some stuff down. We can expedite this whole thing. You guys managed to have a, a fairly simple camp set up. You're able to to find food, and uh, on your watches there doesn't seem to be anything happening. You do hear. And you do smell the salt air coming from the ocean, which isn't too far away. And because it is an open salt marsh, it's it's already sort of musty around you as it is. In the morning, you're able to, again, find food for breakfast and uh, make your way. And uh, Argyle, you can keep your portent if you like. Okay. Uh, Do I get my spell slot back? Yes. All right. And you guys can make your way towards uh, the city if you like. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Oh, <laughs> You're on to race to the city. Uh, how far off are you? I don't think Zex wants to have another race. I'm up. The, I'm up. I'm up for it. Do you think the uh, the guards keeps will? Uh, be wary yeah, of travelers rushing, uh, rushing I be wary, but... on, on horseback. Uh, we can we can stop a little before we get there. I'll send Duo up again. Uh, okay. Let's get some more exercise in for the right, round two. Round two. All right. Uh, we, we will do the same setup. We'll do it for this for the the start, and then uh, three other ones after that. So four total. Right. Oh, when is the uh, wager today? Uh, I mean, you won I the think list. it should be the same. Uh, could, well, well, we we will we we we'll be going to a town, so we probably could. Whatever inn we're at, we probably there is probably a service there. But I'm hoping we can get our, our lodging at the Shuffle Guild. But yeah, sure. Well, how's this for uh, proposition? First rounds of the loser. I like it. I could live with that. Right, one drink for you as I point to Kyver. <laughs> <laughs> and if so, it's for Kyver, it's bottom shelf. <laughs> well, right, drinks right. only. So what is it? Loser, loser buys rounds or, or winner? Loser, loser buys rounds of top buys shelf. Rounds. Okay. Loser <laughs> buys rounds of top shelf. Except Kyver's drink. Except Kyver's drink. Yep. Oh, that's a, 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 don't make it sound foul. I don't have a bladder problem. Aren't you? Aren't you drinking water now, anyways? <laughs> I, I like to dip into the spirits every once in a while. Drinking, you, drinking you've, water, you've reading, reading books, making deals spirits. with demons. Right, yeah. dip, dipping into things. <laughs> I rubbed the side of uh, Herbie's uh, mane. All right, sorry to do this to you, buddy, but I may need you to give me whatever you had last time. <laughs> 
All right. Roll me those d20s. <laughs> Another 17. What the f- He did it? <laughs> no oh, way. No, I haven't rolled yet. No, oh, okay. Oh. I looked over and it said 17. Oh. Remember how I said before you have the ability to see and potentially take advantage of certain things happening on a battlefield. Yeah. Have you ever I feel like battle sometimes can be chess, but with a group as big as yours, I feel like it's more like checkers. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's honestly... Sometimes I feel like it should be chess, though. You guys keep playing checkers even if they're playing chess. I'm 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 used to playing chess and I've noticed that you know with this group they they prefer to play checkers sometimes. Coordinating with them and, and planning stuff out is sometimes more challenging just because it's a lot of them. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. And, and a lot of shh if I'm gonna be brutally honest which i definitely am going to be you harp a lot on trust and knowing as much as you can about a situation which i think is always good don't you think that may have been difficult for them to trust you not knowing what was going on with you that's that's beyond fair of a statement but that's kind of exactly the point as soon as they did know I don't... Didn't know what? About my past? About the things I've been through? I mean, they, they all have been through tragic things. I... Mm-hmm. They opened up to you. I opened up to them as well. It just took me a little longer. If I remember correctly, it took a threat. And almost imminent death. Feel like that's a bit much. Cause and effect, right? But again, you made those choices. It's like locking mechanisms. Different people with uh, different locks on their precious goods. Right? Sure. So. Some are harder to pick than others, and some are trapped. Some are wide open. It's true. To a point. Where does it benefit me to be wide open to a group that I don't truly know? until I get to know them. Like we're building rapport right now, right? Mm-hmm. The same kind of thing. I've probably been more open with you because I feel like you already know something. But maybe you're just really good at making me feel that way. So, like I said, what does it, what does it benefit me to open up to every stranger? Every stranger? You said you cared for these people. I do, but I didn't so, care for them before. 
what did it take for you to care for them? Getting to know them. He sort of rolls his eyes. Define getting to know them. What makes I me... feel like your bar is up here when it should be maybe about here. Oh. Everybody's bar is in different places. I get that. And I understand you have a belief at where my bar should be. But it is. And what I feel it boils down to is reflection or I believe you referred to it as empathy before mm-hmm. when I see myself in them I care because I feel the challenges and successes and pain and pleasure of my experience in them. Then my only really question is, after that, is, why not share that with them? Why not let them know that you have a shared experience that potentially oh. could have a different perspective? Well, once again, the, 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 the threats and the things that triggered me to open up were made by people who I feel, even though I can commit and live and trust, I don't feel they shared the same feelings. And maybe that's due to capability or or just how people are built. I'm, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If my bar, for lack of a better words, of opening up and getting to know people is at a higher state, then you also have to understand that my commitment and care for people also is at that same level, where others may be lower as well. Which means that if I open up and I commit to somebody in terms of being there for them, protecting them, caring about them or whatever the case is, it is a full hearted thing. I don't half-ass it. I don't give part of myself. I give all. That is not my shared experience in most people. Most people do not truly give up. Literally, I can count the people who have cared for me to that level on one hand. And if it was told to me tomorrow that all of the ones I counted were lying to me, I actually wouldn't be that surprised. As sad as that sounds, and as sad as it makes me, I have still in the back there some kind of desire to continue to love people and to continue to do these things for them knowing knowing that they'll potentially hurt me again so 
yeah, I, I, I get that my bar is different, but it's different across the board. It's not just, it's not just in one area, unfortunately. He pauses for a second, like trying to word something. But eventually he sort of gives up on trying to find a nice way to put this. And he says, what your father did to you was wrong. And no one ever told you that it was. I'm telling you now. He shakes his whole head, kind of goes sideways. First of all, pull your head out of the gutter. No, 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 he wasn't, no, I wasn't thinking that one. <laughs> what he did to you was tantamount to child abuse. What happens in your early childhood defines who you become unless you have a life-altering event that changes your perspective. You form those pathways in your head at an early age. You had a wonderful childhood with your mother, despite the teasing that you received. Teasing is a very nice way of putting what they said to you, but you understand what I'm saying. Words his words, right? Points to his ear, his ears. Uh, Tease to. Pretty sure, probably the same thing that you were called. My father did the best he could with what he had. He was he was a man of war, and taking a and a priest, no less. And taking a yeah, soft city kid who never experienced that, he, he had to toughen me for the world that I was experiencing and going to experience. I don't, I don't fault him for it. I, I can understand not agreeing with his methods, but I, I love my father. I never said that you didn't. Still doesn't make what he did to you right. Though it had the outcome it did, look where you are right now. Look at your mental state. Because someone that you loved and trusted and thought would never do what happened to you. I mean, obviously, it wasn't anything like monster-ish. Not saying that, but the militant style in which you were just pulled from what you had known and how it continued even look at your archery you're good at being an archer and you leaned into that hard because it made your father proud the only time you ever felt proud of the pride from your father
I'm not saying that he didn't love you, and I'm not saying that he didn't do the very best with what he had. Because that's what he did. He did the best with what he had and what he knew. Fortunately, he was a war cleric. I'd seen far too many battles. I'd seen more death than probably he should have. But that doesn't make what he did right. And it doesn't mean that you have to stay that way. I've found that when you give what you give, it shouldn't be for reciprocation. It should be because that is what you give. That is your choice to put yourself fully into everything or not to. But it's your choice. And you shouldn't expect the same thing from others. At least not to the degree that you would do something. But I found that opening up and being honest with myself and other people has helped me much more than running away from what I was afraid of. Sorry for the speech. No, it's... It's all part of the bigger picture. You know, it's not too many people I'll let talk about my father like that, but... <laughs> when you're right, you're right. And, um, You know, he used to, used to let me know how, how sensitive he thought I was. Not always in the best way, but how that sensitivity would be my downfall in battle because it would cause hesitation. from here. I, I know now that this is the truth of things. Not everyone is my enemy. I, I can look and assess threats and not threats without feeling threat by default. What's next? going to be practice, really, but um, you really should uh, get back to the rest of the group here. 
I may have something. We'll have one homework assignment for you. Not something that you have to bring to me specifically, but I'll know if you do it. How comfortable are you with Bronze City? That's back on your plan of existence. You would know Grand City is the capital city of Granzia, and it was where the S8 was located. It's, it's the biggest, like, it's like the metropolis of In what terms? I want to give you a head start. Because you're going to go walking into a shit show. Okay. Shit show is, is tame. You're going to be walking into a shit storm. Gotcha. Alright, so Aaron it is. Beanie. There is a I need you to find access to there's an underground tunnel system. Okay. In Brown City. What's moved? built during wartime to move troops and munitions and whatnot. You're going to need to get down to that area at some point. I'd like to give you a head start. So that's your job. You need to find access to the underground tunnel system in Okay. Any um any intel that you have? Is that gonna pretty much be my job? What uh, little intel I do have currently hidden. Maybe it's more here. If you're willing to wait a day or so is most of them run along the main corridors. Sort of latitude across the city grid system. So going east to west. The vast majority are around there stemming from the once palace now capital building yeah I, I think it was a rebrand if I remember correctly it's still basically the palace but it's just they call it the capital building <laughs> okay so somewhere around the capital building would be a good place to start but you need to be cautious 
because I feel like it would be unfair if I didn't tell you. So, in full transparency, you are currently a wanted fugitive in Bronzia. Great. You're known as the Pincushion Maker. And you have, with eyewitness accounts, are the suspect in, at last count, 12 murders of high profile within the last six weeks. Sounds a little light, but I'll take it. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> there is a nationwide manhunt. Oh, fantastic! And that's where you want—that's where you want me to go. You have to go there. That's where the rest of your party is. They're not Say in. The rest of the party. Where the fuck are they there? They're in Bronzia. When I left them, they were with the journeyman. You had finished shot. Why? Why are they there? Because the curse was lifted from Barovia, and and they went to Grandia. Barovia is a place in Grandia. Uh, but I mean, what? What are you trying to do there? It's one of the planes that's being. Pulled together. So they know about that as well. That's why I assumed you had already known. Hence the shit zone. Okay. Full transparency. Uh, what assets do I have? You have your party. No, to get to them. Are they okay? Are they in danger? They have their horses. As far as they I have. know, I know they're down. Well, they're not there yet. Like I said, I'm giving you a head start. Yeah, they're going to have. They're going to have to go by Bronze City to get to where they want to go. How long have we been in here? Like a few hours how long has time been moving out there from what from when you came into your tavern yeah. I don't know I wasn't there but judging by your surprise I'm gonna say two three days okay all right oh this fluid time shit is getting all right um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go start on that. All right. Like I said, you're wanted as in they have your description. Great. Um, 
by any chance that you have. Remember I was telling you that Rig was able to transform herself and you were like, ah, it's simple magic shit. Uh, do, you, do you do that simple magic shit? Or do you... Once upon a time, but I don't have those abilities currently. Do you know somebody who could change this gorgeous specimen that you see from Do you remember... I actually probably just saw him. Chico? Yeah, I know Chico. You know those rolled sort of cigarettes that he makes? Yeah, I know Chico. They're magic. I figured as much. It's a druid thing, apparently. Apparently. Okay. I believe so, he may have something that could help you. Okay. That's totally up to you how you get there, because obviously once you walk back through the door with the key in your pocket, in the door, obviously, you're going to be back with the journeyman. Okay. So you can let them know where you want to go, I guess. If that's what you guys do. And just to be clear, you're you know the journeyman. You could say that. Are you the journeyman? That's not important. You didn't answer the question. What happened in the opening up? I did open up. It's not important whether or not I'm the journeyman. Me being the journeyman has no bearing on what you do next. Okay, Mr. Bell. I'll go do the next step. All right. See, uh, oh, one more question. Sure. Who's the tiefling? Tiefling? Her name's Kalkari. Friend of yours? Hmm? Friend of mine? Friend of oh, yeah, friend from way back. Her husband's the dwarf. Oh, nice. Also a friend from way back. Cool. I was about to ask. You'll actually be going. She is from here. I believe okay. I believe that Healy is from Granzia? Granzia. Healy is from Granzia. But they met on a completely different plane from both of where they're from. Nice. Sloan. You'll go there eventually. Sooner they right seem like cool people. They are. They're fantastic. I would, I would love to stick around and, and talk to them, but I'm going to go up the team now after I've talked to Chico. Sure. Right. See so you around, Jeremy. I mean, Mr. Bell. Gotcha. That's what I said you could call me. Right. I'm on it. Uh, no, he rolled a seven. 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 Okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs>
another and one. My last roll was a nine before this stuff. So <laughs> eighteen. Tommy, are we doing mulligan of... rules? Because I've literally not rolled over a ten in like the last five rolls. I'm gonna be a mulligan. <laughs> this is wild. Galahad. That was better. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Kyver. Eighteen. Eighteen. Six. Seventeen. Seventeen. Argyle. Eighteen. Eighteen. And Sirius, you're at seven. Yep, I'm the slow starter today. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, both Kyver and Argyle just whoosh, zoom ahead. And it was uh, Galahad was at 14, and Zex was at 17. 17. 17. Uh, with Zex maybe a length behind the two of them, Ignacio was a quick starter today, and he bolts. He's maybe a few lengths behind where. Uh, Zex is and pulling up the rear this time is Herbie who started off with a trot and then eventually got into a gallop and started moving here so roll me the next the next set natural fucking 20 oh shit <laughs> Galahad 11 11 Kyber 17 17 Zex Six. Six. Argyle got the natural rolled. 20. And serious. Return of the 17. <laughs> Return of the 17. <laughs> That's not sketchy at all. <laughs> I don't know. The nine and the seven help. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally pushing the button and hitting roll. <laughs> Unless they change Taiwan. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, Argyle begins to pull away from uh, from Kyver. Uh, Sirius begins to pick up speed and just about catches up to where Kyver is. What was Zex again? Uh, uh, six. Six. Uh, Jean-Jacques just gets distracted again for some reason as he's running down the road and uh, he uh, he gets passed by Ignacio with Galahad as he's giving his big like old man Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> I am rolling like shit today. All right, so currently Argyle in the lead with um, uh, Kyver and Sirius neck and neck, followed by Galahad and Jean Jacques in the rear with Zex. Is there anything I could do as an animal handler to be like? Because this is ridiculous. Just gotta give, whisper. Him a, give, give him, give him a carrot like Linkwood. Yeah. <laughs> whisper all the sweet nothings into that horse's ear, but that's about it. He's not duo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the biggest carrot. <laughs> oh, this oh, is man. disgusting. All right, right here we go. D twenty. All right, here we go. This when me and Ignacio shine. That last legs. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Get damn. the f- God damn Jesus, Zach, what the fuck? Dude, where were these roles when you were fighting Strahd, man? Like, <laughs> and uh, making wisdom checks, and <laughs> that's when we needed this. I know. Right. 15, dude. but fucking 19. All right. All right. Galahad. Seven. Seven. Kyber. Ten. Ten. Sex. Five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> 
15 yeah. for Argyle. I just and... want to roll good today. I really just want to roll good. Get all the bad. You're getting all the bad rolls out now when it doesn't matter. You're just right. racing. <laughs> fucking horse race. And, and to be fair, like, let's be honest. You guys have a fucking party fund. It's not like you're taking another yeah. of your fucking personal Oh, yeah. Anyway. I, don't, I, don't get, I don't give a shit about that. He just wants to win. Yeah, wants to win. I just want to win. Be last. Right. I'm just like, I just don't want to be last. I'm real like shit. I'm the animal hand. Like, this, this is the most, like, ridiculous thing. Like, the animal handler is like, yeah, you're just going to not be good at this. The one thing you're good at. <laughs> John Jock is just a, he's he's just a, you know, crazy little bastard. <laughs> I can roll, I can, you can, I can roll like shit and you can roll higher than me and then I'll probably be last because I'm in, I'm, I'm in fourth place right now. Yeah, so pretty much uh, Sirius begins to pull ahead of Argyle uh, although Argyle is still like maybe a length behind where Sirius is. Uh, Kyver keeps rolling back. Uh, Ignacio is starting to lose steam, and uh, Jean-Jacques is actually starting to slowly catch up to Ignacio here. So for the final roll. Come on, baby. Let's see. Fuck. I'm going to lose. Unless, unless Zex gets a one, I'm going to lose. Galahad. Five. Five. Oh, that's one. Kyver. Sixteen. Jesus, another fucking How no. The fuck? no. How no. the fuck? Yo, roll in roll 20, bro. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I mean, no, you're rolling in DZBR. Roll in roll 20. What the Wait, fuck? Wait, what is... Uh, oh. Jesus Yo, Christ. Uh, how do you do it again? Digital dice. Okay. I, don't, I don't trust them. Uh, shit, I forgot how on, to do on it. The, on the left? Oh, roll. Uh, and then D20. If it's a 17 over there, too, right? Then Ooh. that's This whole it. shit's rigged. The whole shit. <laughs> what do you get? Close. You got yeah, a seven. Okay. I'll accept his 17, but goddamn. All right. What'd you get? Low. Oh, uh, 14. All right. 14. Yeah, I, All right, I lost. So, uh, 13. 13. And. Oh, uh, I moved into third place? Fourth place. Yeah. All right. So it's Galahad with a five. Kyber, you got a. 16. 16. 14 for Zex. 13 for Argyle? Yeah. And are we going with the 7 or the 17 here? 17. It is what it is. 17. It's ridiculous, but 17. (laughs) Just wait until combat happens. He's going to be like, oh, that's a single digit. Oh, that's a single digit. Going back to the normal. (laughs) You got to let him win some things. He's going to do good on some shit. Um, All right, so uh, Herbie pulls through for you this time and you manage to uh, eke out a win as uh, there's a last minute burst of speed from Ed as uh, Kyver pulls up in front of uh, Argyle Argyle and Zex you basically finish in a tie for third and Ignacio has just been losing steam since like the halfway point and uh I mean, he finishes strong, but he just doesn't, he doesn't, isn't able to pull the victory out. Good. Did you just bullshit roll and you got a 17? Did he? Doc. 
<laughs> no. Uh, oh, it, it, it came up. up again. Oh. Yeah, it came up. It came up. Oh, okay. did? bro. <laughs> that API man, shit's busted. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. No, 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 that was the same one. I yeah, it's the same one. It, it just popped up. It just popped up late. It's all good. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I let Ignacio know it is all right. <laughs> First thing I do when I see Argo is I'm getting riding lessons all over again because apparently I don't know how to ride anymore. You haven't been using horses lately, so I've not. I've I, not. I, as I catch up to everybody, first round is on me. All yeah. here. Right on. All right. So at this point, you do see the walls of Belbrandus off in the distance, the faint calls of seagulls in the air as uh, this large, uh, this large uh, curtain wall around the outside, about 15, 20 feet high. Um, you managed to find the main entrance. Uh, there are several uh, caravans in front of you that are going through this main entrance currently. So you get yourselves in line and eventually some town guards, city guards, make their way as they're going through and sort of pre-checking everything before they let every let the caravans into the city. And they come up to you what can we do for you there? Uh, members of the Shuffle Guild. He sort of looks at the whole group. Mostly just me, but uh, yeah. All right. That, that's your business here? Is, uh, guild business, yes. Guild. All right, can I get your names? Zach Krishnada. All right, he starts writing stuff down on a, looks like a, a pad of sorts. He asks you how to spell that. I'll give him the spelling. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. He scribbles out what he had written before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen any of the guild members? Uh, Are you going to have later? to ask in there? I'd, they, uh, you're one of the few, apparently, that likes to come through the front door. It's been a while. I thought I'd be polite. That's appreciated. So, Zach's Krishanada, and uh, he just starts going around and pointing out, like, at Galahad and Kyver and everyone. You guys all give him your names. And he says, all right, well, there's going to be a little bit of a wait here. They got a couple of shipments coming in and going out. So, give it about 10 minutes, and we'll get you inside. Um, uh, just, just one note. Uh, yeah, that that is serious with a C, not an S. <laughs> Scribbles it. Can you spell that for me, bud? Uh, C E R E I U S. Okay, thank this, you. Sorry, it happens uh, a lot. I just wanted to make certain. That, uh, it's all, it's okay. I, I uh, don't take him too seriously. He's not with me. <laughs> <laughs> The guard just looks at you with like a stink eye and he's like, ha, ha, ha. All right. And he moves on. There are people behind you at this point. And you is continue. There, is there a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of guards? Um, 
once you get up closer to the front, you do see that there are actually a fair number of guards at the at the gates and along the walls. Uh, it's a fairly well-protected city. You would know that, I mean, this is one of the big trade hubs down in this area of Granzia. So I, I'm mostly asking, like, if that number of guards would be alarming or, like, it's normal, like... Standard. Okay. Uh, they are standard in, uh, they are wearing their, uh, standard leather armor. You would know that, uh, especially with the salt air and the salt water, metal is, uh, not something that is used mm-hmm. very often because of corrosion. Yeah. And can be expensive to maintain, especially over long periods of time in a port mm-hmm. city. Eventually you guys do make it into the city. Um, you come in on the in the uh, merchant district. Uh, you know that the Shuffle Guild is over by the. Actually, Turret was nice enough to give me a whole rundown of the place. Thank you, thank you. Well, I'm Don Shane. Mm. I just gotta actually find the paragraph. Give me lots of stuff. Uh, you know that they're uh, over in uh, what is known as the Seaport District, which is a little further in towards the docks. I will head right over. Sure. As you guys are making your way through. Um, there are you, you several places catch your eye in the merchants and commerce district. Uh, there are several taverns. Uh, notably, you see um, uh, the Snooty Mace Inn, uh, the Goblet, uh, the Fresh Front, the Fresh Footman Inn, the Painter and the Falcon, and the Shipwright Pub. And you see a couple of what look like blacksmiths, which seems fairly odd to you uh you don't remember there being smithies or being too many smithies uh but the two smiths uh the two forges that you find uh one is called forging ahead and uh the other one is called hammer glamour Mm. Um, and as you're looking around there is also uh going through the center of town there is a large uh uh board uh, like a, an action board uh, going through and uh, I'll have uh, whoever wants to roll me a perception check uh, I can I can help him because he has the plus eight so yeah all right I have plus nine on my perception oh, oh that's yeah. answer. You go? let's say the two rogues roll me the perception check <laughs> this is 1d20 yep 18 plus 9? 18 plus 8. Alright, so both of you almost almost immediately at the same time uh, notice a very familiar looking hand-rendered picture on one of the posts on this board. Um, It is a picture of Shanks and it is a wanted poster. Uh, for multiple murders around Granzia, 
uh, apparently he's being called the pin cushion maker. Uh, oh wait, are they letting us? They're letting us know about it, right? Well, no, it's the paper. A big like town. It's, uh, yeah, on the board. It's like a bounty okay. board, right? Yeah, it's like we a don't know board. about them having the perception. I was saying, like, did they let us know about it? Yeah, did you guys? So. Did you? What did you guys did have you, pointed did, out to us? Yeah, I, yeah. I turn yeah, around, I but like not so obviously, hint over towards the board, um, oh. so that you guys can take a look at, you know, what we just saw. Uh, uh, the, those boards, like, do people usually just take the papers off and whatnot, and like people just put stuff up? It's like a bulletin, or is uh, it just this up? is more like a, a like a town posting. It's okay. like a, an area that they would be put up for anyone who's walking through the town square to see. And there is a massive bounty on his head. What's the bounty? Uh, It is... If I remember correctly, it is about... 100 platinum. Oh, shit. He has killed... And as you're reading this, uh, the pincushion maker, as he is known, and this is like a striking resemblance to Shanks uh, has killed a lot of people in the last six months. A lot of them of uh, higher rank and station. Six. Can't be odd, six, guys. six yeah. months. That's six. We've been. Did we? Oh, did we know we were gone we, for we know six months? I know that we've been gone for some time, for more more time, because Argo ma- know that you you have been gone for that time has worked differently. The the German has already told you that time in Barovia works differently than yeah, where yeah. you guys are from. I we, I would know, and I would say like that doesn't make sense. Shanks has been with us for the a lot at least good chunk of this time. When I spoke to Argo and he gave me that letter, he said a few weeks of, uh, he said a, a few months have passed since I last spoke to him, and I saw him for our time days before I got with this party. We should uh, keep and note of this. So as we'll you're see. reading who, through, who issued the bounty? Uh, the uh, this is. Yeah, the uh, the government, the head government in uh, the council in Grand City. It is a nationwide search. Now, apparently, as you're reading through this, there is uh, there have been several eyewitnesses of this particular person leaving the scene of a crime. Obviously, not knowing that it was a scene of a crime until someone actually searched through the homes and found the bodies. The bodies are being described as. Um, the reason why they're calling them the pincushion makers, they are riddled with arrows and there's always at least one shot in the his spot, yeah. The yeah, his <clears throat> his preferred area to shoot things. Um could I um before I say it out loud, could I recall and make the assumption of Rig because she was able to glamour and change her change herself? You would remember that that wasn't this what that wasn't too, for you that wasn't too long ago that was like maybe a week or so ago for okay you. uh I look this this could have been rig her what if the pastor if she I'm, wanted him dead or yeah, worse she's, she's the only person that we've encountered that could uh change their look and she's done it in the past she did it with us 
She did it. She looked just like Zex, him. You would know about changelings as well because you <clears throat> work with a changeling, and you're right. actually one of the. That's one of the people you're hoping will be at yeah. the guild hall. So you know that there are other people that have the ability to do this as well. We should find out when the most recent, when um, last murder happened. I mean, maybe we can find out if it happened uh, around the time when Rick showed up. If if we want more information, I can I can almost guarantee that it's all the buzz around the guilds because that's a fucking hefty bounty, and that's one of the big jobs that we do. Um, uh, uh, Tommy, would there be a uh, field office for Grand City, so that someone we could speak to about this? In this there town? would be a like a town office for Belrondis. I mean, it's there wouldn't be a branch of them of Grand City here, but it would be that would be like part of the bureaucracy of Greater Grandia. Okay. So think of it like City Hall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we could we could speak to some of the officials here. Maybe after we speak with everyone at the guild, Zex. Should you should we just make our way over there? This is big news. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's head to the guilds. Um, is this in an attempt to clear his name, or are we more, just wondering we, if he did it or not? More just information. No, as he was, he was with us. Is it? Is it even? I don't want to believe that he did it. Does it matter if he did? Zex and Galahad, you would remember from the altercation that um, was between Atros and Shanks in the journeyman's office that he did tell you that he was part of an assassin's guild at some point with rig yes no i, I would say it's not it wouldn't be past him even that time when he tried to take out rig he killed the the people there with him all i'm saying is in the time frame given by this bulletin yeah. the rest of the party doesn't know about that that he only told that to you two he did not disclose oh. any of his other shit so Sirius, Argyle, and Kyver, this would be completely new to you because he did not say any of that to the rest of the party. It was just the four people that were in the office with the journeyman. The only the only time that he would have even had the chance to do this was when we were still outside of Barovia, when he just would come in, disappear, and then come back. Otherwise, just doesn't track. Unless that's what he did before, and then someone's trying to pin more stuff on him. Don't hate to be the asshole here, but Shanks didn't hesitate to kill one of our earlier party members. But I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I do so. You and mean you mean that that other Genasi that was on the side with Strahd? That. That's not that's the same. A, that's a that's a different scenario. It's a scenario, but I don't know. We, it's something that we would have to talk to Shanks about. No offense, but dear. does it really matter? Well, not right whether now. Whether he did it or not. not no, whether he did it or not. I. It holds no bearing on you know what Shanks has done for this group and what we've all been through together. So, I mean, if he's a mass murderer, he's a mass murderer. No, he didn't uh, kill any of us. No, our guy, I, again, I, what he's, what he's done in his past, the things that he is dealing with, and I not putting judgment on him. And this, this six months time also doesn't make sense with the shanks that we know. My main concern is that once we see him again, what will happen once we're with him in a party and we make our way through this 
this land and it is a nationwide search we are then be hunted by bounty hunters we will be associated with him and then it will no longer just be his problem it will be our problem I the guild doesn't know him from a hole in the wall and if he's running with me as much as I would like to say I have you know good footing with the with the guild they would not hesitate for that kind of bounty at least um mm. at least some of them there are a few members that would you know take my word on it but that's rough with the bounty like that's a fucking hefty price <clears throat> for his head well while he's not here we gather what information we can and yes we take it from there that's it. This is neither here or there at the moment. That is, that's all I'm saying. We just gather information, and once we see him, we make. We'll deal with it when we have to deal with it. I mean, this makes things so much more complicated. I mean, I, I can't lie that I don't hesitate or to turn him in yeah. at that price. <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy question so mm-hmm. barovia is was a demi is it no longer a demi plane so is it now just the destination on the map of granzia yes it was uh, originally <clears throat> part of granzia for quite a while and essentially it was it was considered a demi plane but it was covered it was shrouded in mist essentially okay so it was a demi plane because you couldn't fucking leave okay so even because it, it's now just coming back into the fold. And even though there are people in Granzia that could give us an alibi that he is there, he was there with us during a certain time, it may or may not hold because this place for has them, been gone. Would, yeah, for the, and not only that, but for them, it has only been, it would have been only several weeks that he was there. It doesn't cover the last six months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else of interest on this bulletin board? Bounties, uh, monsters, you know, other fun adventure shit, aside from our friend being <laughs> yeah. the standard, the standard stuff. Uh, nothing, nothing sensational or anything along those lines. Uh, there have been, uh, there's been unrest in Grand City. Um, there is. How do I put this? Not a rumor, but there is word going around that a uh, a cult is forming uh, around a figure in a green goblin mask. In game, interesting. Out of game, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, worst nightmares. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, that is neither here nor there. Shanks. I mean, not Shanks. Uh, Zex. To the guild. To the guild. To the guild. <clears throat> In the bar. All right, that's all. I'm, I'm sure there's a bar at the guild, or is there a specific bar for the guild? There's a specific location. All right. Oh, uh, all right. We can we can find a place for drinks and stuff, but uh, the guild will have food, lodging, and basic drinks. But simple stuff. 
All right. Uh, so nothing top shelf. Uh, Galahad, you're still going to have to hold off on that uh, uh, brownie there, drinks. There is, uh, there is a tavern not too far away that does have great food. I, Last I, time I checked. So. I will make sure that you are all treated well from our community Except fund. Except for Kyber. Let's go. <laughs> from our com- from our community <laughs> fund. Don't, don't, don't hurt yourself too hard. That's some bullshit. All, all of my money goes to the community fund. <laughs> Just busting your chops. <laughs> Right. All of my money oh. would have went to, and I'm like, <laughs> you shield your eyes as he says the sun hits it. Like, <laughs> 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 All right, so you guys make your way uh, towards the seaport district right before the docks, and eventually you make your way to the guild hall. You're down at the bottom. <clears throat> Hey. Oh, nice. Um, is there people coming in and out, or does it seem pretty like? It seems pretty light for right now. You are, I mean, it is about noonish. Um, so I mean, most of the time when there is a lot of people in the guild, it is either early morning when people are rising and going to go out to do jobs, or at the end of the day when they are returning to the guild hall if that was their intention, or if they are out and about doing the things that they need to do. Okay. I'm going to reach to my bag and uh, grab my deck of cards and get a, a nine just to show uh, anyone who wouldn't know who I was immediately. Mm-hmm. Granted, my cloak, uh, my hood does have the symbol, but uh, for any new faces that I would come across. Of course. Um, so I'll walk inside uh, and what do I see? All right. So the main door is right about here. Oh, gotcha. You're, you're going down the side here. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, um is it open or the door is open uh you walk into what looks like a dining hall sort of area there are there's a a fairly large maybe 10 15 foot long 10 foot wide table uh with several chairs at it dishes in one corner a uh what looks like a a wood fire range and uh a, a kettle uh over uh on the outside wall uh, several doors leading into other areas uh, but right now there doesn't seem to be anybody in the dining area you know just like uh, hello anybody here you hear some rustling and in the room over here and out of the doorway pops an Aarakocra that you recognize as Ko. I went out like a big sigh of relief. Like, Ko! Oh, it's so good to see a friendly face. Ko? Ko. She... <clears throat> sort of cocks her head. You see the uh, she's, uh, mainly white feathers and plumes of um, 
of uh, bright, it's almost sort of like birds of paradise type of deal with bright blues and reds and greens and around her sort of float, uh, like almost an ever-present sort of set of like butterflies sort of floating around her. Mm. And she goes, Six, is that you? Uh, 